guys, and welcome to the third episode of the podcast. Thank you ever so much for everyone who is downloading and enjoying the podcast. So once again, EGH talking absolutely rubbish for the next 25 to half an hour. Um, so today, as I promised, uh, for the very first podcast, we have a founding member of Simon, who is going to talk about his journey into the spiritual world and how EGH, uh, Essex Ghost Hunters, become a big part of his life and how he's made it, his side of it, made it into a success. So the next voice you will hear is Simon. Um, hopefully, Julie, here have no ums like me. No, only joking. See if you can find something that Simon says and count his ones. So, Simon, it's all over to you. Hi, listeners. Yeah, Simon here. Uh, Julie, I can't promise there won't be any ums because I probably do the same as my nephew. Ums. Uh, right, so how did it all start for me? Well, I started with a friend probably a very long time ago. Uh, I was about 17. And we used to do sort of sort of silly things, uh, and just generally, we were good friends. His name was Tony, and we used to walk in woods. We used to walk in forests, uh, and then he got a car. He was the first one to drive out of us. He got the car. So probably my first experiences were driving to places like Epping Forest, uh, and. Uh, Bawley, very big one. And believe it or not, at that time, I wouldn't even get up, get out of the car to walk around Bawley. I was so scared, so scared of things back in the day. And that was probably my first spiritual connection at Bawley. We went there. Again, I did get out of the car, but it was away from the actual church. Something, once again, hit the side of the car. Uh, I was in the car as quick as anything and we drove home pretty quickly in his first Mark 1 Escort as quick as you could at the time. Uh, my second experience to that was when we'd actually drove back. Uh, we'd been walking in Epping Forest. I don't say a great deal had happened other than the fact we always thought we were being followed, much as today really, but I knew I was spiritually connected because I could hear things surrounding me. Uh, new things were in the background but just couldn't connect to them uh, so I didn't really know what was happening at the time and as we drove back I, that was my first sighting of a ghost and apparition and we both saw it in his car uh, we drove up to a crossroads to turn and there was a, a gentleman probably 15th century and I would say like a, a cavalier soldier but we couldn't see his feet. Uh, with that, we both commented and we drove off pretty recklessly. And then half a mile down the road, we heard a thud crunch under the car. We really thought we'd run something, an animal or someone over. Uh, we were both white ashen faced, got out of the car, uh, pulled the car forward. There was nothing under that car. So it was a really, really weird experience. And as I say, at the time, I didn't know what was happening to me. Uh, couldn't tell you what was happening to me and couldn't connect. So what happened? And I went off in life, probably forgot about it. Uh, my friend moved away. I went on my journey of having my family, getting married, et cetera, et cetera. And then 
probably 20 years later, no, maybe a bit more, Russ came along with his friends and they said to me one night, we want to go out to a Bawley. You've been there, so I, can you take us? Uh, and at that point, I think there was five of us in the car and we did it. Uh, and we drove to Bawley. And funny enough, this time, as we were driving to Bawley, something hit the side of my car. We, again, we got out, looked around the car, nothing. But if you'd have heard the bang on the car, you'd again thought we'd have hit something. Also, at that time, something, actually a light anomaly, come in the car. It covered all of us. And me and a guy called Chris in the front of the car could actually see this anomaly moving across across the people uh so that was very strange we pulled up at the rich uh, we pulled up at the church stayed at the church again i wasn't getting out of that church at that time i would not get out of that church and i think russ saw a apparition of a boy that time if i remember rightly uh a little boy that was his first probably experience so we, we both sort of experienced there at the same time uh we went up to the top of the road we came to a crossroads i actually stopped the lights coming down the road to my right it would have been and Russ said what the hell are you stopping for and I said because of the lights uh, and he said there is no lights and me and again the guy at the front of the car had seen the lights quite clearly coming uh, so that was that really and I think that got Russell's mind racing uh, probably not mine at the time but my experiences were then beginning to happen at home because children had gone it was clearly and I used to get quite woken up if I was to fall asleep on the settee my settee would rock and I knew there were things happening and trying to get hold of me trying to make themselves known uh, a good example of that would be light bulbs every time I turned on the light at that stage the light bulb would, ex would explode and everybody could say yeah that's just naturally a way of happening but not the amount of light bulbs I went through at that time it was every time as I turned my lights on. Uh, I think, again, just spirits trying to get my attention. And yet again, I didn't know. Unbeknown to me, Russell had sort of joined a class, uh, a mediumship class. And we were talking and he said, so you're going to have to come along. And I thought, at first I thought, well, I don't know. Do I want to do this? But something was calling me. So I said, okay, and we went to this class. And I think probably the first person I met at the class was Yvonne. And the second person, who I'm still very good friends with there is Jackie, was the second person I met, Yvonne, sadly, sadly. What a great loss has passed. And miss her dearly. And I know Russ does too. And I think everybody in the spirit world, or wouldn't, uh, spirit, spiritually connected, who knew Yvonne, really probably misses it as well. Uh, but she said, oh, good, we've got another member. Sort of sat me in the corner and told me, this is it, you're going to do platform. And I didn't have a clue. I didn't know what platform was. I'd never been to a class. And I've, at that point, I did feel like, what have I done? I've got to get out of here. <laughs> oh. But funny enough, she put me onto a stage in front of quite a few people at the time and asked me what I was getting and I can't remember for the life of me the lady I was working with was but we double linked 
and all of a sudden I was getting voices, people were talking to me in my head, and that was probably one of my first connections. Uh, just people talking to me uh, and giving me details and showing me things. And at first it was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. it was uh, The only way I can say is that I was a doctor in a doctor's surgery and I had about 100 patients and everybody was asking me questions and bombarding me with questions and showing me things. And that was my, probably my very first spiritual, right, I'm onto it. I know what's I know I can connect. With that, I started to really work on it. And then Russ, I, I think that was shortly after I went to my first class, but he took me to a place in Cold Christmas. And we were doing a bit of investigation just there. I can't remember if actually Essex goes out as a form then, but I think we're in the early throes of it. But we went there and this was really my first spiritual, what I was getting and who I was talking to. and it was my spirit guide was a girl called Karen. Uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I knew Karen and she was talking to me as clear as day. And we went to this church in Carl Christmas. Uh, we found some graves and I connected to a woman at Carl Christmas. Again, my memory is terrible as everybody. I'm known as a goldfish, so that's, I'll, I'll get things one minute the next day would be forgotten but uh i connected to a woman at the far side of the church and who was telling me her husband's grave had been desecrated and thrown somewhere so i believe ryan was with us at the time as well so me russell and ryan both ventured around to the front of the church and eventually got into it and in the middle of that church was a desecrated grave with a headstone of a man's name now. That was really probably the first time. And I thought, oh, my word, that's pretty good. So I took it and started to learn from there. And I couldn't have done it probably with all the people from the class because I learned so much in those classes. <laughs> so, so much, it was really good. But then I suppose we formed Jesse's Ghost Hunters. We were sitting, me, Russell, really talked about it. And we've been on one ghost hunt with another group. Really good uh, ghost hunt. We went to the church, I believe. Might have that name wrong. Don't take me. It was Pluckley. It was out that way. And we went round to church. And again, I was picking up. It was really good. Really enjoying it. And sort of beginning to make sense of it and learn how to control the mediumship. Uh, still using my one guide at the time because she showed me most of my early stuff uh, really clearly. She met me in meditation, took me on journeys, fantastic journeys. Uh, but that's how it really all started. Uh, then we started Essex Ghost Hunters and we were just talking one day after that, going out on that hunt. And me and Russ said, well, do you think we could do it? And that's when we brought in Ryan, my stepson, and Adam, a very good friend, uh, who's now left the Essex Ghost Hunters, but, and, and we took it on. And I can't remember our first one. Or can I? I know one of our early ones was the Red Lion in Colchester, with, where we took a, a birthday party. And that was very hard work, because 
our first ghost hunt was a team of scientists. And my God, to try and persuade a team of scientists what if anything was going on in the Red Lion Hotel was very, very hard. But I think all the groups had, we had a fantastic session. Uh, and in the end, although you, you can't say every one in that group was convinced, I'm sure we turned some heads absolutely positive. And then we started to run little events like Cash as well. And Cash as well has been probably that and Harris fault, I would say, are probably our two most giving places. That's the way I would say, giving places. Uh, not always giving good. They do sometimes give bad, but 90% uh, of the time, Cash is, is the place I will always go back to and walk through. I walk through it on my own uh, sometimes in the day. I have met that I have walked it in the night actually. I've walked there in the night and I'm not scared by cashies. And with that, my fear of the unknown had gone as well. And now I can quite easily go to Bawley and walk around places. And not a lot scares me now. Not a lot scares me uh, where it used to. And Russell B will probably tell you in one of the future podcasts that how I used to sit in the car with my head buried in my hands and not looking out but that all went and I think that was a spiritual opening because now I know if I'm getting anywhere in danger I will have a protection guide who will come along and tell me right you need to watch out for this for that and his name's Nathaniel I use now a lot of different guides although I still rely heavily on Karen as well because she gives me music I work with music so I work with songs so it might take me ages to get things, but I will work with song, get through that and uh, get my names, places, dates that way. If I'm doing readings, I will use other guides. I will simply probably ask them on the day to come forward. So I will use other guides, not such as Karen. Uh, lots of things I do, lots of guides I use, many different things. Uh, and I think probably we all do. How it's grown in Essex Ghost Hunters and what Essex Ghost Hunters means to me, it's not about all making a profit. It's not about all screaming and shouting. To me, when we investigate, we go out uh, with a team of people, yeah, with guests. We investigate places and it's not jumpy. It's not scary. Sometimes it is, but it's not. Majority of the time, we investigate things, we pull a story forward, and we give the guests the experience. Uh, so what I'm feeling, my, my job is what I'm feeling, is try to pass on to the guests. If I work that through an evening, and they felt what I felt, then I've done my job for the evening. And that's how I come out and touch wood. Uh, we do have a lot of returning guests, and they do have experiences with us. Our group, and our team has grown. We've got a fantastic team around us. Uh, and being a founding member now is just, you know, there's a lot of people that we've got a lot to thank. You know, these people come out cold nights, freezing nights sometimes, uh, sit with us and work a group. They're very good people and they all have their strengths. And what I would say is I don't doubt anybody's abilities. Anybody can do what I do if they're willing to meditate, 
take the time to sit in circle, spend a lot of time talking with spirit and talking and learning things. So, you know, that's what I think all our group do is try and give the people the experience. I don't think we've got any, how can I say it, screamers, shouters, unless it sometimes warrants it. And then we've got the people who can do that, Russ being one of them. <laughs> he knows how to wind the spirit up, whereas I probably err on caution. <laughs> so, yeah, we do lots of things. Uh, and in the 10 years of running it, I can honestly say uh, people have come through, for people in our groups, our teams. Uh, I think people have generally a fantastic time at our events and it's not all about scary and jumpy. A lot of our team members now have been former guests, which again, it just shows you that there's such a learning there. What else can I say about Essex Ghost Hunters? It goes from strength to strength for every year. Sometimes we, I worry about how we're going to do next year. But it just has a t tendency to pull itself through. It wants to be there. So Essex Ghost Hunt is this, something that has been run by two of us or three of us. The team members then add to that. And it just seems to spread. So I'm really happy with Essex Ghost Hunters. How it's going to get through this current year, I don't know. But it'll survive. Once we're out of it, then we can start again. Best and worst experiences, I could go on for ages, but probably some of my best experiences, my favourite places, so let's go for it. Cashiswell, Harridgefort, Amherstfort, uh, Shepton Mallet Prison, it's fantastic. Uh, there's there's so many more that I, I just forget and when people mention them, but those they stick in my mind because Harridge Fort is like a second home. I've got a room there that I don't know why I'm just attracted to that particular room in the fault every time we do it. And I think Russell uh, once found in that room, unbeknown to us, that there was somebody, a soldier on a Clackboard name with Cardi. Now, my name's Cardi, which seems a thing that it happens to happen in that room every time, uh, which is brilliant. Uh, Amherst Fault, you have a lot of experiences in Amherst Fault. Again, brilliant place, very, very active. Doesn't take a lot to get spirit working in either of those venues. And Shepton Mallet, well, well, I think. I, well, I think it was me and a couple of other team members saw a full-body apparition walking outside of that when we were having a cigarette break. And we actually had to call the owner of the fault to just see if there was anybody on the grounds. And he said no, but I think it was me and Paul and Scott saw a full apparition body walking at Shepton, inside Shepton. Well, that was another thing. And I, I can only thank Russell for that night because how he walked around in that place on its own uh, for the length of time he did walk going from group to group because it was all kicking off everywhere. Uh, but that was a fantastic night at Shepton. Really good. Uh, 
that's probably about it. And I, how I stay spiritually connected is I believe in meditation. And I, the place I meditate is in my bath. Now, at first I thought that was a very dangerous and silly thing to do. But even Yvonne's words were, you meditate, you communicate, uh, you read on how you want to do it and how you're comfortable with doing it. And that still sticks with me to this day. That's probably one of the first things she ever said to me. Uh, you do it your way and you'll do it right. Uh, so at the end of the day, a good teacher was a good thing. And then we all need teaching from time to time now. And there's things I read, there's people I speak to uh, and bounce it off the same uh, is another great way of doing it. And I have some of these podcasts coming up will be more of our team meet, meeting uh, members on here, sharing views and ideas. But no, it's, I don't know how much time I've done. I've probably done about 200 of them. So I've probably beaten Russ's records. Julie, you'll no doubt count them and let me know. But anybody wants to question anything I've said, please feel free to come through. On Facebook, Russell will give you all them details. As again, goldfish won't ever remember them info details. <laughs> Be very, very lucky. What a fantastic podcast there. Well done, Simon. That was absolutely fantastic. That <laughs> Thank was, you. That was really good. That was really good. There you go, guys. This was, that was Simon's journey into the, the wonderful world of spirit. Um, I sort of done very well to not intervene in some places because there was bits there that I wanted to question him on. But um, I think that is time for another podcast with, as you heard that you can't say Simon is still online with me um, as we're recording this. So, um, but as you heard towards the end of his podcast, he was talking to places like um, Cash's Well and Harwich Fault and Amherst Fault. Now, as I did of my favourite locations in the next coming weeks, uh, we'll be asking Simon to do his favourite locations as well. If you're happy yeah. to do that, Simon. Yeah, of course. So, as Simon did say at the end of this, I would be giving over the details where you can contact us on. Mainly, it is www.essexghosthunters.co.uk if you'd like to email us. It is at info at essexghosthunters.co.uk. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Um, feel free to comment. As Simon said, feel free to question anything that you'd like to question and if there's anything, any questions you would like to ask us and we can answer them on our next podcast that will be due out next week for you. Um, so I, once again, I thank you very much for joining us. I thank you for Simon joining us as well. No, thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks and for giving me the opportunity. No problem whatsoever, Simon. And it's uh, goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And I will all see you. Well, you won't see me, but you'll be all listening to my dulcet tones again next week on the podcast. Goodbye. <laughs>